Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, January 10th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Big show coming up for you tonight. Lots of news to talk about. We have the start of the season right around the corner. And Mr. Brian Compton from NHL.com will be joining us. We'll be talking to him in about 15 minutes. And a fellow named Matt Barzell put pen to paper. We'll be talking about that. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? I'm good. There's a lot going on. A lot to write about. A lot to talk about. Yes, Can't be indeed. better at the moment. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Want to thank everybody for joining us here tonight for our second edition of the Twitch broadcast here at Hockey Night New York. And we also want to remind everybody that we are sponsored by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. Also want to thank Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services to businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, Give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. Also want to thank our brand new sponsor through Go Hockey Media, the Hewlett House of Tires, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, offering a free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the Hockey Night New York podcast when you stop in or call for an appointment. You can also check them out at Hewlett House of Tires. Dot com and Christian, we also have a little more housekeeping to go over before we ah. start the show. A couple of exciting things to announce or, you know, fun stuff that's going on. So let's see. We'll start off with uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? And, of course, I can't find it. Oh, no, we got to, we're talking about that later. We move that to later <laughs> in the show. See, I'm, I'm so ahead of myself here. We'll talk about that stuff later on. Let's jump into the meat of it. Matt Barzell has signed his contract. Three years, $7 million per, $21 million total. Everybody can finally... Rest easy, and like I said at the top, games are just about to get underway. The season starts on Wednesday. The Islander season starts against the Rangers on Thursday. What do you say, CA? Well, I, I think everyone's breathing a sigh of relief after a couple of uh, tenuous weeks for Islander fans, I guess you could call them. People constantly asking where Matt Barzal was, if he was out on the ice. And now um, we have a conclusion to that scenario. Barzal signs a three-year, $21 million contract <laughs> extension. Uh actually was willing to and apparently was in the works of trying to uh they were trying to sign him to a longer term deal and just because of the current financial situation of the national hockey league and the um everything that's going on because of covid it just wasn't in the cards obviously the islanders have a very tight cap situation and a lot of fiscal maneuvering to get done to get him signed yes to say the least yeah and we saw dave paniota of the fourth period he had mentioned that the islanders were looking to wheel and deal a little bit try to unload some more contracts so it looks like that might have been directly related to Barzell and his contract. Maybe, uh, as, I, as I tweeted, actually, we might have seen a, a higher uh, average annual value over the course of maybe you know longer years. I think uh, it might have been David, actually, who mentioned maybe a six-year potential deal. I know somebody threw that out there. Uh, I believe it might have been Darren Dreger, actually. Who was oh, yes, that's right. It was Dreger on that. Yeah. Right, so we might have seen a six-year deal, and unfortunately, Louie couldn't... Uh, 
couldn't get anybody to bite on unloading, I suppose, a guy like Well, so I think the news you're referring to as well was the fact that apparently the Detroit Red Wings and the Islanders had some sort of deal in the works. Is that right? About, and this was according to the fourth period in Dave Pagnota. I did not see this. um, That they had a deal in the works and that, unfortunately, they claimed a player for for the Islanders, unfortunately, they claimed a player off waivers and then essentially killed the deal. I forget which specific player it was today. um, I missed that. But it was something that, uh, that was out there that there was potentially a deal for Thomas Hickey in the works and... Uh, that kind of fell through. But certainly, I, I think everyone's hmm. excited and happy to have Matthew Barzell back on the island for, for three more Absolutely. years at the, at the term he is. I know, you know, Barzell was talking, talking, spoke to us yesterday. He expressed his excitement, to say the least, about being on Long Island. Yeah, and had a lot of good things to say. Playing here. So, I, I, and obviously, the players are, are thrilled to, to, to have him back. And I think that there was no doubt in their mind. Obviously, they made that pretty clear on Sunday during like, what I guess you would call Islanders Media Day. Uh, before camp really opened up and before the on ice workout started, so I don't think there was really any doubt. And people that are that you know know Matt Barzell or that were directly involved with this this deal coming together, but certainly it, it ends the tension and, and certainly, like I said, a sigh of relief for a lot of Islander fans. Yeah, it obviously got done a little later than everybody would have liked. And I think though another thing that people can rest easy over is we kind of came to learn that it really wasn't a holdout. It had nothing to do with. Being just at the odds, yeah. it was literally just <laughs> the money. The money. It was yeah. literally just figuring out a way to get under this cap that, let's be honest, nobody in the league knew was coming. Right, yeah. the the flat cap. Everybody, you know, before COVID started, everybody thought that it would go up like it usually does every year, and mm-hmm. there'd be more wiggle room. Devontae's might still be an Islander, right. and yada yada right. yada. So Lamarillo was actually trying to lock this guy up, their star player, for longer. Tried his best. They held out as long as they could. Didn't work out. So. That, yeah, they probably had this agreement already, you know, even before yeah. camp started. And yeah, it was just like, I, let's wait it out and see what we can do. From the reporting that I saw that they had been trying to work up to a longer term, they had been trying to work on a longer term deal up to the start of training camp. And then the focus shifted from that to a shorter term deal that everyone could be happy with. And it obviously took a couple extra days than people liked, but Barzal was out there. He looked good, obviously, the first day of camp for him on Saturday. He was out there. He scored a couple goals in the Islanders scrimmage there. I think that was their third scrimmage of the training camp so far. And, mm. you know, he, he looked like he hadn't really missed a beat. Now, obviously, it was... And he was skating on his own. Right. He, well, yeah. he was he was, an, he was skating actually with a couple people. Tom Kunackle, uh Johnny Boychuk, and Dennis Seidenberg, who obviously... Dennis Seidenberg's still hanging yeah. around, huh? <laughs> well, he, he's been, honestly, he's been such a big part of Matthew Barzal's development as well. If you remember back to his rookie season, he was living in Dennis Seidenberg's house it's with kind his of family. Been a, it's kind of been a thing with the honest. And I imagine it's probably this way with other teams in the league, but... You get guys who who might have been even well past their career right. with the team, right? Like if you go back years, I remember Miro Shatan would skate with the team after he was done. Yeah, yeah. Radic Martinek forever. Every year you saw a story it was Radic Martinek signing because he would <laughs> right. skate at Iceworks, and right? Right. He, people would get up in arms, but it, it's kind of the norm. A lot of these guys they come here, they love being on Long Island, they love being around the organization, and the organization in turn gives them a place to work out and um, you know still kind of be in the, a little bit of that grind that they're, that they're so used to. And um, you know, a lot of the guys talked about earlier this week about Johnny Boychuk still being around the team and that they were excited about that so it's not a surprise that these guys are still there and, and working and obviously that's a huge benefit for for you know he's still a young player like Matthew Barzal it almost seems like there's a, a quiet expectation for Boychuk to get a role with the team beyond 
his playing days. Yeah, I, I think that they're still trying to figure everything out. He yeah. still technically hasn't been assigned LTR, retirement, anything like that. And I think the assumption When does that have to be official? I believe it's Tuesday. Okay. Um, I believe it's Tuesday when Makes everything kind of has to the be, season. Yeah, it has to be cap compliant. And I know okay. there are a couple people in the chat room now, in the Twitch chat room, talking about, well, when's Matt Green going to, the deal for Matt Green going to be announced? Matt Martin, uh, Matt Green, Andy Green. Um, Who's Matt Green? <laughs> Um, those deals are, are, are same with Corey Schneider. Those deals are agreed upon, but they're right. not necessarily on the Islanders' books and, yet. And the same thing with Matthew Barzal. I'm pretty sure the Islanders. Well, the way it was phrased to us is that he has agreed to terms for the new deal. Mm-hmm. There, we never got an official announcement that that deal has been signed. And I think right. that's again working be, working towards the team has to get cap compliant. They have to figure out what they're doing with Johnny Boychuk's contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Assuming again, it goes it goes it's placed on LTIR, and then they yes. have to be compliant with the the LTIR. Well, rules. they basically. Basically, in, in order to maximize the, I suppose, returned cap space, if you will, mm-hmm. that they're going to get from the Boychuk contract, they have to go essentially as close to the amount of his contract as possible right. over the cap. Yes, exactly. And that way, they kind of have that space moving forward. So I'm sure Lou and, and company are just you know working on the paperwork there, and, and they'll probably get it to fit. Right there, I'm right. sure that and that's, that seven that's, million figure probably works into 100%. that very much. And and we've already, even though it hasn't been officially announced, it looks like one and a half million for for Matt Martin. Right, right, yeah, which was a bit of a surprise. Right, not the not necessarily. I guess the, you got the seven hundred k for Schneider. Right, we right. don't know what Green's getting, but I think it's all going to add up to a roughly that number above right. the cap. So and and. Possibly another addition somewhere along the line too, but but that's the thing. That's why these deals. So for the people asking in the chat, that's why these deals aren't on cap friendly or Puck PD or those those cap sites because they're not technically not official. Yeah, right. They're not technically not official. Again, right. I, I believe that's the a case lot of with handshakes. Matthew Barzal. Yeah, I believe that's the case <laughs> with Matthew Barzal. But I'm not. Uh, and it's but that's the case with Martin and Green and, and Corey Schneider and those guys. Okay. All right. So. You know, it's everybody gets to breathe a sigh of relief yes, now. Matt Barzell is back. He's yes. scoring goals at camp. <laughs> and, you know, just in time. He gets a couple of days now. I know we talked about this before we went live. Now, we're, we don't know when camp is officially over. <laughs> I think I think it's Tuesday. It's got to be yeah. It's got to be the next camp. like day or two, right? But um, but I mean, so maybe you know, he gets decision, a couple more skates the, in with the decision the team. day. I think is is coming pretty close. The Islanders aren't aren't skating as far as I know tomorrow, so they have mm-hmm. a day off, and then they're back on the ice on Tuesday, the day before the season officially get, begins on Wednesday. So certainly a lot of decisions. There's a lot of uh, push by the young kids on the team. Barry Trotz has talked a lot about them. This uh, this training camp during the media availabilities, and I think for Islander fans, I know they were they were people. A lot of people were excited to see JG Pajot centering a line of uh, Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows. That yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Certainly sent a lot of uh, excitement through the Twitterverse. So yeah, yeah, there is. It seems like a legitimate chance, at least right now, that one or both of them make that opening night roster at the very least, if not. Um, you know, I should say at the very least, they're on the taxi squad and they're they're here and they're, they're given an opportunity to play at some point because, as we've seen through all this, there's an opportunity for guys to get in at some point. We're seeing you know COVID issues come up now the first couple of days of camp and for for other teams, I should say. Mm-hmm. And obviously, injuries are going to rear their ugly heads as well during the course of a season. We even may have one off the bat. Right, you're you're talking about number fifty three, Casey Sezikis. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll say about the the Barzell contract before we break for Brian is, you know, we talked about that potential long term deal. It's great to hear that he came out and said he was more than willing to sign that deal. Yes, he said he loves it on the island. He loves playing on the team. It's fun to play on the team. It's fun to be <laughs> on the island. It's it's really refreshing to hear your star player say that. And yeah, you get a lot of lip service from from stars. Like not not that the Islanders have ever had any experience with that prior. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm not going to go there. Sure, but like it's it's nice. Someone to hear did that. mention that to me on Twitter. I wrote a story about how uh-huh. you know, Barzell showing he really does enjoy playing on Long Island. And someone goes, hey, "Well, there's a certain snake that." And I was like, "All right, oh, I was like, all right I'm just going to leave the, that alone." He even used the the reptile. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Word. All right. Well, folks, we got a break for Brian, so I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York on Twitch.tv slash Hockey Night in Y. And we'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country. You'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a great Long Island deli is a great Long Island deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are <laughs> watching Hockey Night New York. Joining us right now from NHL.com is Mr. Brian Compton. Brian, thanks a lot for coming on with us, pal. How we doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing all right. Doing all right. Thanks for joining us here on twitch.tv slash hockey night and why getting everything sorted over here. <laughs> Training camp is towards the end. The big news right now is Matt Barzell is signed. So why don't we start there, Brian? What do you think about the contract being done and the terms that he signed to? Yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, you know, this has been out there for a while that it would be in the two to three year range at the six or seven million dollar mark. And that's what we saw. Um, Matt came out and told us that he would have, you know, he would have signed long term if, if it could have worked out. But uh, obviously, Luke could not um, find deals for guys like like Hickey or Komarov. So here we are. But uh, you know, they have three years to work on that stuff. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I mean, now that he's in the fold, he missed a couple of days at camp. You think that's going to have any effect here out of the gate for the team, or you think he's going to hit the ground running with these guys? Yeah. I think he'll be fine. I asked Barry about it the other day, and he wasn't too concerned about it. Matt had been skating 
um, here on the island for a little bit. He came early to quarantine and get all that stuff out of the way. He's been skating with guys like Seidenberg and Kuhnhockel and Boychuk. So, um, you know, is that the same as skating with the guys that he has the past couple of days? No, but uh, we know the, the kind of athlete and the kind of, of shape that Matt's in. So I'm sure there won't be any issues there. Brian, always good to chat with you. I mean, I say that genuinely excited <laughs> to talk to you because we haven't talked in so long. Uh, <laughs> how are you? First of all, it's been it's been too long, buddy. I'm doing great. Well, we have to speed this up because bedtime's what eight thirty. Oh wow! Uh, I, wow. Don't, I don't miss you anymore, Brian. That's <laughs> for sure. What, Brian? What, what's the expiration date on that joke? By the way, <laughs> never because I'm always going to be twenty years older than him. Well, so you are fair. you are an old man, so I mean, I guess I it, what eight thirty is your bedtime. I don't hide that, Christian. I know how old I am. I don't hide it. Brian, obviously... Did you have a question? I did. I was <laughs> getting to it until you rudely interrupted me. Oh, jeez. A lot of the conversation outside of the Matt Barzal talk this, the last 24, 48 hours has been the, the excitement, I guess, around the, the kids, and obviously Kiefer Bellis and Oliver Wallstrom uh, doing so well in training camp and the fact that we saw them on uh, J.G. Pajot's line this afternoon. What do you make of that? And I know, um, I forget if it, was, if it was you or Arthur who asked uh, Barry if, if that's something we should be reading into, but what do you make of it, and do you think this is something that we'll see come opening night? I don't think that this was the plan going into camp, but I think um, Barry's mentioned Kiefer by name a, a few times, Christian, as you know, over mm-hmm. the past few days. He's really forcing his way onto this team. Um, <laughs> Andrew and I were commenting on it t- this morning. We were at the rink, and um, he has really stood out. You notice him when he's out there, and, that, and then, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's a good, you know, sometimes when you're noticeable, it's bad, right? But right. Um, Kiefer's been really, really good. Um, Wallstrom scored a, a goal today on Sorokin that, quite frankly, should have been stopped. But, but Trot said that Wa- that Ollie's been good as well. So um, we don't know what that third line is going to look like yet. We asked JG about it today. Um, he's been thrown all over the place during this <laughs> camp, especially especially before uh, Barzell signed. I mean, he was playing with Lee and Eberle at the beginning. So um, you know, Trotz loves Leo. I know fans don't want to hear that. Um, and I, we don't know if he's going to be on the taxi squad or, or whatever, or perhaps he still gets moved here in the next couple of days. I don't think that's going to happen, but, um, there's a lot of options there, but you know, good, good for Kiefer, uh, after everything that we saw, you know, last summer and, um, you know, he had a couple of goals during that cup of coffee he had last season. Um, Wallstrom's a big boy. He's already got NHL size. So there's options here and good on these two, on these two young kids for, you know, making an impact over the past week. Uh, first of all, what, what is this? This is the second time I've heard you use this phrase, a cup of coffee. You used it on the, on the call the other day too. What, what the heck does that mean? You don't know what that means really? No. Well, you're not old enough to drink coffee yet, right? So <laughs> it, it mean he means he, he, had there, a brief, he had a brief stint. In the NHL last season, the Christian, that's what that means. All right, well, talking with Brian Compton of NHL.com and professional old man linguist over here. Wow. Brian, I want to switch gears a little bit to the blue line as well. When we talk about the, the young guys on this roster, certainly a lot of focus has been on Noah Dobson, but there were a couple guys that stood out aside from Noah Dobson, especially today during that scrimmage. Yeah, Bulldog's a big kid. Um, I remember watching him last year, too. He moves around pretty well. He's got a good stick. And Bodie Wild is a really talented kid who just hasn't had a whole lot of luck the past couple of years. But um, and, it, and that's another thing about this blue line. Who's going to be the, the seventh guy, right? I mean, Ajo, I thought, looked really good today as well, Christian. So, um, you know, it's not it, – Thomas Hickey is a great guy. And quite honestly, I hope he lands somewhere because he deserves to play. 
Um, and he's been through a lot over the last year between being sent down and then losing his brother. Uh, you just hope yeah. that um, he finds a situation where he can get some ice time. But, you know, these younger kids, they have to play eventually, particularly Ajo, who's been dynamite in Bridgeport the past couple of years. Um, but with the six healthy guys, um, you know, who knows how much Ajo is even going to play. So there, there's a lot of things that have to be sorted out. But uh, the Islanders, for the first time in a long time, have a, a really – um, good crop of young defensemen in the pipeline. It's good to see. Yeah, for sure. And and one of those guys, Noah Dobson, he's getting some some time on the power play here in training camp. And I know you were there today, and they worked on special teams today. Was there uh, anything interesting you saw in the lineups there, or just even you know how they were running things on the special teams? No, nothing really. So I think the one thing to watch once the season gets underway is the unit with with Dobson and Pollock. I think that could be really really special. He's trying to set up. Um, the, the old situation, or st- still the current situation in Washington, with with Carlson and Ovi, uh, just just having Pollock in the left circle and and Dobson feeding him and just let him bomb away. Um, you know, Ovi tends to hit the net a little bit more than Ryan has. Hopefully, that's something that that will uh, will be rectified this coming season and beyond. But um, Noah Dobson is, is ready for prime time. I think he's 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 set to have a pretty big season with these guys. The coaching staff and the, and the general manager certainly seem to think so, Brian. That's been one of the themes on these calls. Of Obviously, when we yeah. spoke with Lou the other week and, and Barry the last couple days during training camp, certainly there's a lot of expectation. But I did want to just circle back to Sebastian Ajo because I, I feel like he's such an interesting figure in the organization. He's a guy that's really talented. And there's no question about it when you look at the his stats down in Bridgeport, his success down in Bridgeport. But he just, as Seam says, the phrase you use, he doesn't seem to get his chance to have a cup of coffee up here in the NHL. <laughs> How, I hope I used that right. How um, Good job by you. Thank you. How... Does he kind of crack the lineup and get into the rotation here? This is it's a tough spot for him because there are a lot of talented defensemen in the Islanders organization. How does he kind of break through and, and, and get a chance up here? Yeah, I think it's either one of two things. One would be Dobson completely falters, which right. I don't see happening under any circumstances, or injuries. Everybody, you know, it always happens. It happens to everybody, right? So um is Aho gonna play fifty games? Probably not, but um, you just never know when, I mean, Pelic has an injury history, God mm, forbid, right. there's just, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. But I think, um, you know, Aho is a guy who deserves a chance somewhere, but because of the depth that they have on that blue line, even after losing a guy like Devontae's, um, it's going to be tough for him to, to crack the lineup here. Brian, the other other note from camp today, obviously was something that Sean and I alluded to earlier in the program. And that was the, um, the Casey Zizekas injury that, a, well, injury in the sense that he, he seemed like he got hurt. It appeared to be somewhat of a hand or a wrist injury from, from what I saw that you were tweeting today. Uh, any update aside or any thought of how concerned Islander fans should be as far as the uh, as far as that, that particular situation? Yeah, it was hard to see what happened when it happened, but it sounded bad judging by the way Casey screamed. Um, and it, it was scary for a minute there because he was down for probably a good – 60 to 90 seconds before he got up but i guess the one positive thing is that he didn't skate to the to the room he skated to the bench and he sat there for a while with the trainer um it was late in the scrimmage and then once the scrimmage ended he skated the center ice where trots was he told him what happened and instead of uh you know sitting you know sitting at center ice with the rest of the guys for the for the rest of the warm-ups uh he skated right to to the room so trots wanted him off the ice so uh afterwards trots said that uh, first indications were more positive than negative. Uh, they're off tomorrow, as you know, so maybe we'll get more more of an update on Tuesday. 
Talking with Brian Compton. You can follow him. I don't know why you would want to, but you can follow him wow. on Twitter. No, you know what? That's a fair one. <laughs> At B Compton NHL. And uh, uh, Brian, I got to apologize. I stuttered through that last question because <laughs> all of a sudden I- I'm looking at Sean because, you know, I got to look somewhere. And all of a sudden he just broke out food. He just started eating while you were answering your question. What's the matter? What are you Is doing? Is something from the deli at least? It looks like Sean. What are you doing? Oh, that's, have that's, a guest. Uh, that's the B Comp Q. That's the B Comp Q. Buddy. Oh my god! Good yeah. for you. That's the B Comp Q from Blue Line Deli Bagels. Did, did you yeah. get me? Not a boy. No. Sorry, man. <laughs> just for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the sandwich that's named after you, Brian. That's what I was it's just so eating. So good. It's, it's so pretty good. good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> On the line, Brian Compton. <laughs> From NHL.com, Brian, continuing the conversation, obviously um, switching gears here a little bit. We were talking about standouts before. Aside from, I guess, some of the usual suspects, I guess you could say, anyone else kind of stand out while you were there today um, sitting through what is now the Islanders' fourth scrimmage or training camp? Uh, I think Ryan Pollock is going to take another step defensively. I think he's going to become one of the upper echelon defensemen in the league. I just really like the way that he looked today um you know he doesn't get any of the fanfare because he doesn't put up those john carlson type of numbers but i think as we go on here if they can build on the power play that they had during the playoffs as opposed to what we saw in the regular season last year uh you could see some pretty special things from ryan paul this year i would think love to hear that and i think you're right i think he's got a a bigger ceiling that we haven't seen yet but yeah now now i was busy eating there for a little while so (laughs) so forgive me if i missed it but (laughs) Did you guys? Did we talk about Casey Zizekas yet and what his status is? Yes, we did. We did. Jesus, man, bad job, by dude. Put I was the, really focused that, on that as sandwich. Good as that sub is, just put it down for five <laughs> seconds, will you? dude. I mean, it was really good. So you covered that then. So that I won't. Ask, all right. So I won't Goodness ask you again. Gracious. All right. So we got the Rangers coming up here on Thursday. The puck is about to drop on this season. Everybody's excited. I know I am. We got back to back games at the Garden. Let's talk about Thursday night. Let's talk about. Where the Rangers are going to be in this East Division. They got, obviously, the number one pick. They got Panarin. They got a nice young squad. Shesterkin's probably going to take over the goaltending reins here with him and Georgiev back there. What do you expect from them in these two games? And just, you know, the season as a whole, are they going to be tough here for the Islanders? Well, the good thing for the Islanders is that everybody's in the same boat. Nobody has had exhibition games to have a gauge of where they are. So everybody's kind of starting fresh. And it's probably going to be a little bit messy at the beginning, I would think, because of that. But um, it's not going to take very long for these guys to get under each other's skins. The Rangers are going to be a good team. I think they're going to make the playoffs, uh, as do I think the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. Um, wow. They, you they, always yeah, think the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. You know what? <laughs> they have a... What's that, Christian? <laughs> I said, you always think the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. Not all the time, but the past couple of years I did. Yeah. Um, well, if you, if Brendan Burke famously remember, referenced you. You were the only I one know. that predicted the Islanders to make the playoffs of all whatever NHL Brendan. writers. He's the best. Continue, He's though. I'm best. sorry. Yes. Uh, where I was going with this, the Rangers have a very good young hockey club. I think um, once Sorokin you know, becomes the number one goalie at some point down the road, obviously it's not going to be this week. Uh, maybe he'll play Saturday. We'll see how that goes. But I think the whole Sorokin, Shesterkin, um, you know, being, you know, really close friends and playing uh, across the river from each other, this rivalry could take another step for the first time in a long time. It should be a lot of fun to watch. But the Rangers still have, you know, they have a lot of really good young pieces. Fox, um, you know, Lafreniere is now in the mix. Kako should probably take another step. He's already got NHL size. 
Uh, Chris Kreider is still on this hockey team, which nobody talks about. I mean, he's a you know he's a twenty five thirty goal guy all the time. Sure. Z- Zabenajad was an absolute beast last year. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, how is it going to shake out? We'll see how it goes. But like I said, it's probably going to be a little messy at the beginning. Uh, but by Saturday, second period, it's going to be fantastic hockey, I would think, up and down. should be fun. Brian, out of curiosity, since you have the Islanders and Rangers taking two of those playoff spots, who's who are the other two that make the playoff? I mean, I have to assume Boston is in there. Who is that fourth team then? Well, Christian, I, you you got to wait for the prediction piece oh, to come out boy. on .com. I can't give you everything. <laughs> Yikes. Come on, man. What a cheap plug. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So thanks for having me on, boy. <laughs> always good to talk to you, man. I, I did <laughs> want to ask you about Sorokin. Um, you know, I've seen him a couple of times I was when I was down down, uh, down at camp, and obviously you saw him today during the scrimmage. Um, what do you make of him, first impressions of Ilya Sorokin? I think a lot of people have had a lot of great things to say about him, from Islander players to the coaching staff, and um, certainly people have watched him in the KHL. But what were your initial impressions of him uh, out there today? Yeah, you know, it's tough. Um, like I said, the goal that he gave up to Wallstrom was not great. He should have had it. Um, I, there was some miscommunication between he and, and the defenseman. Um, it's going to take some time. I've only seen him once. It's hard for me to say how good or bad he looks. I think he's going to be fine with time. This is a huge adjustment, no matter how good he was in the KHL. Um, but I always use Shesterkin as the comparison. If if that's a fair way to compare guys when they're coming over from the KHL, once he gets adjusted uh, to the to the North American style and and the size of the rink and and the NHL game, I think he'll be fine. We'll see. He's got certainly got the he certainly has the coaching staff, uh, you know, to, to get to send them in the right direction here with Corn and Greco. Well, Brian, a lot of fun with you tonight as always. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chris, <laughs> I can't is. speak for Christian. But uh, I had a good time. Really appreciate you coming on, I was excited man. for about two seconds, and then Brian became Brian again. I was like, oh, I remember this wow, guy, man. man. Well, if Sean, you guys... anytime, anytime you want to speak for Christian, it's totally fine by me. I really appreciate that, man. Well, look, yeah, con- congratulations on the B-Comp Q over Blue Line much. Deli. Enjoy it. That's a high honor. And it's I'd delicious. I'd Christian a bite, but with COVID and everything, you guys got to be careful over there. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, for sure. Good, good call on that one. You don't want things to get weird on Twitch, right? No, no. <laughs> if they haven't already, we're we're trying, <laughs> trying our best with that. But uh, listen, man, thanks a lot for joining us. Can't wait to have you on again and uh, enjoy the drop of the puck, huh? Absolutely. Anytime, boys. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. That was Brian Compton on the line. Brought to you by Thai Technology. Appreciate him coming on. Always great stuff. Yes, it was. It was even though you begrudgingly got through that spot. It was informative. Yeah, I think so. And I think. I think. We're getting some sort of message from beyond with that that beep beep. He's gone now. Okay. (laughs) He's gone. He's gone. Folks, once again, this is show number two. We really do appreciate everyone that's been hanging through some of the technical glitches. At least least it was just a break this time. We are going to have to take another one later. Uh, Why don't we take one now? We'll reset. We'll come back. All right. You want to do that right now? That's a great idea. So, folks, once again. Thank you for tuning in to Hockey Night New York here at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. We're going to try this one more time. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another 
another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. look for man what's the problem not down to tunes hope you enjoyed the ads now let's get back to hockey night in new york with sean cuthbert and christian arnold welcome back to hockey night in new york <laughs> thanks a lot for tuning in here at twitch.tv slash hockey night ny and christian why don't we where the hell did you get that did you did you go to Blue Line in the two minutes that we were at break? Because I didn't get you one. No, you did not. You used the DeLorean. Donnie <laughs> hooked me up. Donnie hooked he you up. He saw, and he <laughs> shot me a text. He said, I'm bringing you one right now. All right. Well, I like the bib, man. You're, you're going to need it. You know, kind of like Brian was talking about you being such a young... Oh, man, that barbecue sauce is going to go all over your pants. I can't wait. <laughs> all right, folks. Let's, let's pick it up here. Always professional at Hockey Night in New York. Once again, thanks a lot for tuning in. And I want to go back to the... Wow, that is really good. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. It'd be great if it wasn't named after Brian Conner. They, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the dude was, was basically... His whole lifeline was the, was the McRib yeah. over at McDonald's. And then Donnie was like, listen, we got to do something about this. You know, I want you to live past... 50. <laughs> yeah. So, I want you to actually have so, real meat in your Yeah, your so let me make you a sandwich it's that actually, it's might actually, have some nutrients in it. It's actually funny. So, I mean, obviously I joke with Brian because I know Do his you? love of the McRib, but I did kind of assume that a majority of his meals were based around McRib sandwiches. <laughs> Processed food. <laughs> Processed food. So when we went to RJ Daniels a little while back, ah, yeah. grabbed a meal with B-Comp and... Uh, I was shocked to see him eat something other than some sort of weird processed meat from McDonald's. So that was that was a nice change of pace for sure. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad you brought up R.J. Daniels because we actually have a little announcement about those guys. Oh. So R.J. Daniels, located in Rockville Center, right? You had no idea I was going to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't set that up at all. So we'd like to let you guys know that R.J. Daniels in Rockville Center for every Islander game this season, they're going to have some specials, awesome stuff. They're going to have five dollars, sixteen ounce Barn Rocker ales. 
$14 Bud Light pitchers, $17 domestic buckets, $4 domestic bottles or pints. They're going to have some food special specials as well, so head on down for every Islander game this season at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center, and they're going to be running those specials from pregame up until the final horn or 10 p.m., whichever comes first, obviously, given the current rules here in New York. So great stuff going on over there. Yes. We'll be stopping in over there as well every now and then. We're going to get involved. Hockey Night in New York. So big thanks to them for getting us involved. 100%. And great spot over there. Great staff. So definitely, uh, if you're looking for a place to watch Islander games, RJ Daniels has you covered. They'll have the audio. All good stuff. And also beyond that, Saturday, January 16th, our pal and excellent artist Sean Connors will be at Blue Line Deli from 9 to 3, completing and raffling off a J.G. Pajot drawing with proceeds going to Leanne Rosner, her fight against cancer. That's Donnie's mother over there at the Blue Line Deli and Bagel. So a great cause Uh, for a preview of the piece. Check out his work over on his Twitter page at BCKT106. Uh, Sean's a friend of, the, friend of the show here, and he does a great job. I'm sure a lot of you Islander fans out there probably already follow him on Twitter, and he does some fantastic drawings. So he's going to complete the complete the work over there in-house at Blue Line, and then when he's done, he's going to be raffling it off. You can go over there. You can buy some tickets. I believe you can buy some tickets ahead of time. Again, check out his Twitter page and get all the yes. information. So good stuff going on over, on over there. But getting back to the Barzell contract, uh, there was a, a certain someone who chimed in on that <laughs> whole situation before it got completed. One Paul Bizionet, I believe. Biznasty. Biznasty, probably better known these days on, on the social media. So he uh, he was encouraging Matthew to hold out for as long as possible. Now, what's what's that all about? Listen. Um, I'm listening. I think I think Paul Bizonet, Spit and Chickles is a great podcast, first of all. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, as far as well covering you know, the NHL and everything going on um, with some really great insight and, and for the the crap that they get, they do some tremendous interviews, and there's no question yeah. they do. Um, but I I think what Paul Bissonnette was doing and and did very successfully was try to rile up the Islanders fan base, and I think he even kind of admitted that on Twitter after after Barzy signed. I think like just hockey media in general outside of Long Island, kind of they've kind of come to learn how passionate Islander fans are. And you see it not only with Biz Nasty here in this situation, but I feel like they know what they're doing. Like they're egging, <laughs> egging the fan base on a little bit because they know that that passion's going to come out. There's going to be a bunch of clicks, <laughs> bunch of hissing. We're like, why are you talking bad about our team like that, or our guy like this, or whatever. I, I am. I've always been one to try to kind of not dive into the oh, the national media hates the Islanders. Well, I didn't that, say that, and uh, they're always out to to try and rile people up. I, I don't know if I buy into that. I, I think every media outlet knows that where their cup of tea is sometimes, and they yeah. know. Um, how can I phrase this? They know they know how to get a clicker to you, right? I'll give you that for sure. But that, well, there's it, another guy we're going to talk about in a little bit that you could make an argument for <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, that's true. I think that's yeah. more more truth to that than than anything else. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, you have to understand the medium and the personality behind it. So sure. certainly, it, it riled people up, and I don't think that any anyone thought that that's what Barzal was really going to do. Right. Um. I think, like Barzal said on the on the media call the other day, he if the people that knew him know how much he likes playing for the Islanders, know how much he loves being on Long Island yeah. and, and playing for, for the New York Islanders, and he wants to win here. Um, I don't think that's a secret. I think that he really got a taste of that last year coming, you know, a couple wins away from getting uh, a couple wins away from getting to the Stanley Cup final, a couple wins away from getting from winning a Stanley Cup. So, you know, this is a team that certainly has the opportunity to continue to do that and continue to grow 
built around Matthew Barzal. Uh, you know, I think Anders Lee's kind of said it best. You know, Matthew Barzal is the Islanders' cornerstone player. You know, the way his game goes, goes the game. And I think that's a very, very fair comment when you look at the way the Islanders have played over the years and the way Matthew Barzal has played over the years. So sure. he's certainly the guy on this team. Um, he's certainly the star of this team. And he's certainly one of the most important pieces of this team, especially going forward when you think of this team being a competitive Stanley Cup contender. Of course, of course. So. Well, speaking of that other fellow, Steve Simmons, up in Toronto, fresh off of uh, Barzell signing, I believe, had quite the suggestion. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? I think that that was... I mean, that if you want to talk about things where you're just trying to troll and get clicks, that well, for, was... Yeah, so for one, what was the actual That was ridiculous. Suggestion? The idea was that since Barzell was signed and the contract and the length and all yeah. that, it would, now it would be the perfect time to turn around and trade him to Columbus for... What better time? Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. I just like saying Pierre-Luc Dubois like You that. look like you were enjoying yourself <laughs> when you said that, yeah. Um, because he, he fits, you know... Barry Trotz's system more and all this other nonsense. And I, it was just kind of, a, again, it was a note in a column that he was trying to fill space with. Must have been a with. slow day in Toronto. And I, I, do, I do not take joy in criticizing other writers. And other sure. I'll, leave that to me. I'll, yeah. I'll do it. But it certainly was, the, the suggestion certainly was kind of like, all right, I get it. You got to fill space. It, 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 you know, here's something that just happened, and yeah. here's a way to get some clicks and get some more eyeballs. Just how did he even arrive there? You know, like what even sparked that? I, I mean, it was in the know. news, and he looked at the situation, yeah. and it's certainly, so. it's certainly the, the situation with Columbus and Pierre-Luc Dubois is not great. It's very clear. He does not want to be there. And when you look at, at Matt Barzell, he certainly would make an option for Columbus. It would be, it, you know, be a fit for something that they need there. And, um, you can make an argument that it's, it's a comparable player and that you're training a, a, an important piece for an important piece. Um, but... I, again, I think it was just two things that were in the news, and here's something, then let me throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. And again, it, it riled people up, and you know, people tweeted it and can, you know, linked to it, and it, it did its job. Yeah, it probably did, and I don't think there's any chance of that happening. And I think it it was just for the purpose of of those clicks. As, as oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think so. Anyway, I mean, I, I, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something, but that's I'll, fair. I'll just leave it at that. That's fair. So uh, a pal of the show, Joey Pickles, wanted us to talk about a. Uh, a certain uh, recent acquisition on the Islanders, Timoshov. Can you say his first name? Nope. <laughs> I ain't going there. Nope. I, I specifically, I really to I specifically just name. put his, his last name on my notes right there, and that was it. <laughs> I, I wasn't even going to attempt it, so I'm going to stick with that. But what's the current situation with that fellow? I believe there's a question about whether he signed or not. Right, and, and I, I guess where he fits in with the team. I think it's kind of like some of the other contracts we were talking about. As far as I know, yeah. again, he hasn't been on the ice. The Islanders, Barry Trotz, hasn't really elaborated on why he hasn't been on the ice. He's been on the ice the first couple of days of camp. Yeah. Um, and then kind of seemingly has, has gone away. And so people have asked. New York Post, Molly Walker, who's been on this program before, did ask. Indeed. Um, and, and inquired about what Timoshov's status was. And if I'm understanding her reporting correctly, it was that Timoshov is still an RFA. He's Islander property, so he can be out there on the ice despite not having signed a contract yet. So that is, I think, where the situation lies as, as far as we, we know now. Again, Barry Trotz has been asked that he was asked today about it. Actually, I think by Brian Compton. Um, maybe Andrew Gross. I don't want to credit Compton too much, but sure. it might have been Compton. It might have been Gross. Okay. He didn't really say. It was not something that he was really divulging to us, but... As far as we know, he's, he hasn't signed a deal yet, which may or may not 
playing to why he hasn't been on the ice. But again, who you know, at this point, the Islanders are the Islanders, and especially under Lula Morello, we're not really getting too much information unless they want us to know. Right, <laughs> right. So we talked to Brian a little bit about you know Wallstrom and Bellows. You noted it just before we went to Brian earlier. Let's let's dissect that a little bit more. We saw him on a line today at camp with JG Pajot, which again got a lot of people excited, myself yes. included. Yeah. I mean, if that works out. That is fantastic. If Barry Trotz sees enough in those two guys to, to start the season on that line, I think that makes for a very exciting start to the season for Island oh, fans. Yeah. Because, cause look, you know that Barry Trotz isn't putting those guys in if he doesn't think they're ready. Now, again, he might have just been trying to get a look at them today. It might have just been, let's see how, they, how right. they do. But he had a lot of good things to say. And maybe, maybe just maybe, now I don't know if you want to use the word surprise or not, but maybe Barry, Barry Trotz will surprise us. And we see those guys on Thursday against the Rangers. So what do you think about the prospects of that happening, what it says for their development, and what that could say for this team having them in the lineup in the top nine going forward? Yeah, I think it's an exciting prospect because this is something you know we've talked about at, at length, I've written about on nyihockeynow.com, mm. that this is the time. I mean, it, this should be Wallstrom's spot to lose. If, if he should be the number one contender, uh, it's exciting to see that Kiefer Bellows not being impacted by what happened over the summer is being given an opportunity to, to earn a chance there, too, it seems like. At the very least, he could be on the on the taxi squad, um, which would make a lot of sense, too, for the Islanders. I don't know. I mean, do you want those guys on the taxi squad? It, it, see, here's so here's the dilemma. Or would it be better for them to be at Bridgeport? But here's the dilemma. You look at what's going to happen this season. You put them in Bridgeport. They're going to be playing against, and I'm not trying to diminish the talent that's going to be in the AHL right. this year, but it's going to be a little more. Not even going to be full teams there. Yeah, it's going to be. I, a, I looked at the division lineup the other day. I think there's only three teams in the in the Sound Tigers division right now. That might have changed over the last couple of days, but last I looked, because there's certain teams opting out, and they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, they're yeah, still trying to figure it out. So yeah. at this point, if you're if you're the Islanders and you're looking at the development of some of these guys, it, mm. it, does it really behoove you to stick them in in the AHL where you're going to have a lot of um, probably more ECHL talent talent that necessarily wouldn't be on a lot of these AHL rosters comparative to years previous? Because a lot of guys will be up at taxi squads, so, presumably. Yeah, yes, presumably. exactly. Presumably, yeah. no, you're right. You're <laughs> thanks, right. Thanks. Um, so you're going to have <laughs> this question of, all right, are these guys really going to develop much more? And, and granted, Brent Thompson, I, I know a lot of people have issue with Brent Thompson as far as his, his his development of a lot of players. But you look at look at what the Islanders are one of the with few now. survivors from the Gar yeah. Snow Regiment. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he's done a better job than people give him credit for with development. I mean, mm. you look at the blue line; a lot of those are guys that he developed. Yeah, um, great point. Even if you want to go as far as <clears throat> some of the forwards on the Islanders roster. You know, again, Michael Dow Cole is a guy that gets a lot of uh, a lot of flack for where a he guff. Was, a lot of guff. He gets a lot of guff. Is this another old man term? Sure, why not? We're trying to make you feel feel better about being young. Yeah, and <laughs> he gets a lot of guff about <laughs> you the way he plays, the, considering where he was drafted. And I think again, we could debate this 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 whole a whole other side, but. Mm. You look where he's drafted and you look at his talent level, maybe he was drafted too high, but he's developed into a very solid, responsible, reasonable bottom yeah, six Yeah, as we discussed on the show. And sure. part of that has to do with playing in Bridgeport. And you have to give some credit to Brent Thompson with that. Or or do you go the other way and say that his development was stunted <laughs> oh, well, that way see, see and he's I'm not doing? scoring goals? I'm not doing that. I'm not right, saying that. I'm just saying. But you you, you're fine. You can make that argument. I would, right. I would disagree. But my point being is, what's you know what's, at this point, how much development are they really going to get down there? I understand. I think Brent Thompson's a pretty good developer of talent for the Islanders. I, I know other people don't, don't think that. But... <laughs> Is it worth it? I think you're better suited in this situation, at least having them up here in the NHL. 
up here in the in the and uh, with at the very least at the taxi squad because then yeah. you're getting the development there with well, the NHL club every day. Trotz did say that his decisions regarding the taxi squad will be the hardest decisions he has oh, to yeah. make. Now whether it's because he's taking into account Bridgeport or or what have you, but it will be very interesting to see how he he wants to play that because I guess if he th- even if even if they're not ready to start, I don't. You're chuckling over there. I was. <laughs> You are Sorry. right. I looked at the camera. I, I have the, the chat going up, and I looked at my face when I was trying to fix the microphone, and I made a weird face. Oh, you do that all the time. I, well, yeah, I never yeah, seen I it on camera. It. Yeah, it's, uh, it's natural. But getting back to my point, I mean, it, I would say if they stick with the taxi squad, Bellows and Wallstrom, even if they don't crack the lineup Thursday night, mm-hmm. I think that means they're close enough where they're going to get into some games. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know if the Islanders are going to want those guys only being practice players. Like you had Koivula. Oh, I get that. I understand that. You know, during the return to play, Aho, right? He came up, right? And he didn't get into any games. So, you know, they, they're going to have to think about all that and, and what's going to be best for these guys' developments. I mean, look, it's going to be great for everyone if those guys are right. on the roster I, card yeah. on, on Thursday night. I just don't know. Is it worth those guys running? I mean, this is going to sound weird, but is it worth those guys running circles around comparatively what's going to be ECHLers, I guess, at, at least they'd point. be playing games. I at guess. least, at I least they're it. not just showing up for practice every day. By the way, just to address the question in the comment section, sure, the yeah. chat, uh, the taxi squad, as far as we know, is something that's just around for this year, and then we'll oh, presumably yeah, yeah. go back to normal next year or some variation of well, normal. Once, well, someone once, was asking in the chat. That gotcha. That yeah, once teams can travel in a more normal fashion, right. and there we're not just secluded by division, <laughs> right, right or, or by the bus, <laughs> as I was saying, right? Uh, then you'll probably see the taxi squads get eliminated. Because, I mean, they just, it's a safety net. It really is because if you look at what happened with Dallas, with, with Columbus too, right? You have, and you had Pittsburgh cancel practices out of, right. out of emergence. So, like, yep. already we're seeing some dicey stuff happening, and we haven't even started the season yet. Yeah. So they need to have those taxi squads in case we get a report one day that, you know, four players on the Islanders all tested positive. Well, yeah. those guys are out of the lineup for X amount of days. Right. And then you, that's why you got your taxi squad. Well, there's cer- they can go right in. They're going to be yeah. traveling with the team. There certainly is. It's it's certainly be an interesting season. Obviously, you just mentioned the situations in Pittsburgh. The Penguins did practice today, I believe. Dallas was on the ice the next uh, Not Dallas, excuse me. Columbus was on the ice the next day after mm. they had their practice. Canceled yeah, it seems like they're being precaution. extra precautionary, which is good. And then obviously the news out of Dallas, which was not good, which you had six players testing positive, yeah, two staff members, good. and an impact on their Already season, delaying the games, which yeah. won't start now until January 19th, right. which is Tuesday of next week, or two, not next week, the following week after that. Um, so certain impacting, I believe it's Tampa Bay and it's the Florida Panthers. Those were the two teams that Dallas was supposed to play right out of the gate. There you uh, go. One of the few cross-country games, that, if you will. Right. Right. Uh, that were going to be played this year. Yeah. So it certainly certainly has that impact and certainly something that um, the NHL and the New York Islanders, specifically considering our coverage area, are going to have to deal with. It's it's bound to happen at some time, whether it's to another team, whether it's to a team that they're expecting to play, or it's to them, you know, their team themselves. I think the interesting thing, and I was listening to another show. Um, what? Was that <laughs> you look at what these guys, the protocols they got to, go through and kind of the precautions that they need to take and the responsibility that they need to have, it really shows a real, um, I used the word show twice, but I, I guess I'm going to have it's to. It's okay, buddy. It Keep really going. shows a, a real strong we sense of, of trust among these guys to go out and be, 
be expecting your teammate, your fellow teammate, to go out there and, and be as responsible as they can. I right. don't think the Islanders are going to have to worry about that as much. I think that 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 bonding experience they had in the bubble really kind of transcends um, kind of what's going on and really creates well, brought that team thing. together. We talked about that too. They're already used to it. They, I mean, look, they're they're not going to have all those rules around them. They're going to be left to their own devices a lot more. Yeah. But the fact that they've had experience with it already means they're used to it, and hopefully they do the right thing. Oh, yeah, someone just pointed out. I'm pretty sure something happened with the Canucks, too. I think they had right? to cancel practice as well today. That's not a good sign. Um, not a so good it's sign hap- before it's happening. the season starts. Well, but if you remember, the NFL went through it, the NBA went through it, the Major League Baseball went through it. It's I don't care happen, about those sports. But it's going to happen across the – this is not something that's a surprise. I mean, I think did, – are we, did we get a little too presumptuous that because of the bubble work that things were going to go 100% smoothly? Maybe. Maybe the, that's the expectation right now, why so many people are surprised. But I think yeah. if you use your, your common sense and logic, then – You'd have to realize this is going to happen somewhere. This, the, you know, you can be as safe and cautious as you want, and it still impacts you. You also have to think about these guys live with families. If you know a family member goes out to the grocery store, let's say, and slips up just a little bit, anything it, can happen. It could be an issue. So this is something they plan for. It's why these taxi squads are so important too, which makes going back to our original conversation, which makes those decisions so much tougher, and in turn really makes it tough for the guys that you're trying to develop and you have to make decisions about, all right, do they belong in the AHL where they're probably going to be better yeah. than most of the guys down there? Right. Or should they be up here with us learning from the pros and get an opportunity to potentially be in, and be in some games? And also wanting to have a better option if and when they need to go to the taxi squad. Right. Because maybe they consider Bellows or consider Wallstrom a better option compared to somebody else who might be there. And so maybe they sacrifice their games in Bridgeport so that they can be with the squad so they can step in if and when somebody gets hurt or somebody gets right. sick or what have you. I mean, the AHL this season is going to be fascinating. I'm re- I mean, it, it, yeah. aside from how they kind of situate everything going on, because you have teams backing out. You know, you had a couple teams already at the at, at the jump saying we're not going to we're not going to play this year, um, and it makes sense because the, the NHL is a very gate driven league. The AHL even more so when you're talking about. Yeah. The importance of the fin- for the financial stability for a lot of these teams. Yeah, I mean that's even more important than anything else. Well, Christian, I think it's time to do the hero of the week. What do you say? All right, I it's say, time. I say. Okay, you say. So we're gonna do that right now. So <laughs> I'm gonna press some buttons. It's so obvious. And here we are. When you hear this song, that means it's time for the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Half Price Hero of the Week and as you can see on your screen if you're watching live with us, it is none other than, oh there it is, the B-Comp Q, sweet delicious B-Comp Q that Christian and I were sampling on the show earlier Uh, boneless ribs, barbecue sauce, pickles, onions on a hero so Christian, you went first last week and I'll do the honors this week and I think we have some better options as far as uh, the heroes go this time around because some things <laughs> happened around the team and I'm going to go with I mean, this is easy it's kind of cheap but you know I mean our options are limited but yeah. I'm going with number 13 Matt Barzell there he is in all his handsome glory Christian and look the number one center he is in the fold for another three years he will still be within his unrestricted free agency which means he will still be a restricted free agent so hopefully we see a nice long extension by the time that comes around at least we have three years to wait he's in the fold and he's going to be leading this first line leading this team hopefully even growing from what we've seen from him already so that the islanders can put some pucks in the net so christian that is my hero of the week take it away yes so my hero of the week is 
I think this is a man who deserves a lot of credit for figuring this out because it was a very tight situation, a very tough situation to figure out, and that would be Mr. Lou Lamorello, as you can see there. There he is right there. I was waiting for you to hit the button. I hit it. There it is right there. And I think he does deserve a lot of credit because this was not an easy, easy contract to get done. I think that this was something that was in the works for a while. I think they were close the entire time, uh, if we're being honest here. And it was just a matter of getting the right financial situation um, for, for, for Matt and for the team. Unfortunately, they couldn't figure out a way to get a long-term deal done. Uh, unfortunately for the Islander fans that are, are listening and watching this. Um, but you have to appreciate the fact that, A, Matt, seemed pretty committed to it and that Lou gave it yeah, a shot yeah. and that he seemed to put his best foot forward to try and make a deal. And, and honestly, it sounded like they were this close to making a deal yeah. with Detroit to, uh, in the last 24 hours or so before things kind of fell apart there. Um, so certainly got, the guy deserves a lot of credit because this was not an easy situation. And I think, I don't know if a lot of general managers would be able to pull it off at the end of the day. Yeah, perhaps not. But like you said, he's in. and And even though... From the outside, fans are sweating. It looks like there wasn't a lot of sweating involved no. internally. Like, they had something worked out. It was just a matter of what they could actually squeeze out of the cap. And they ended up in probably not plan A, maybe right. B or C. But bottom line is he signed. He's thrilled about it. Everybody's happy. So there you have it, folks. Matt Barzell, Lou Lamarillo, your Heroes of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half-Price Hero of the Week, which is the B-Comp-Q, named after Brian Compton. And you can get that half-price starting tomorrow through next Sunday when we do it all over again. Just yeah. mention Hockey Night in New York when you go in to 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Get yourself a delicious b Comp Q. Do you think Donnie will send us more sandwiches next week? I hope so. I mean, maybe. I could get used to I don't know. I mean, I mean, you could, I could, but I don't know if the viewers could get used <laughs> to us just grossly chomping away at sandwiches. I thought we were very eloquent air. with our, our eating. I, I like the fact that you put the bib on. That was nice. I tried. You know? I tried. Yeah, you, you didn't get anything on you, so that's, uh, that's nice. That's impressive. It's yeah, also a dark. Uh, it's a, it's like a right, it might have blended sure it Yeah, blended it's almost in, barbecue, kind of. I actually really. thought this through. <laughs> you probably did. Not. All right. Anyone who thinks I thought this through, you're silly. He, he did, folks. You're he silly. did. He's he's very meticulous. Very meticulous. So what else? What else? Well, we do have a couple questions uh, in the let's, comment yes, section. Yes, let's hit the comment section. That we didn't address. Yes, thank uh, you guys for hanging out with us and participating. We love yes. it. Give us, let's let's hear it. What do we got? Uh, there was one question uh, about if we will eventually see Bellos, Wallstrom, uh, and Bellos, uh, Barzal, and Wallstrom on the same line in the future. Do you think that happens? I think that's up to Wallstrom, right? And that's if he ends up worthy of playing next to Matt Barzell. But it's true because, look, that, that's, the, that's the hope. That's the dream here, yeah. right? He was a, a first-round pick. He was very hyped. Uh, a lot of hopes around this kid. And, you know, what's the big thing that you hear, you've heard about him since the draft? He's got a great shot, yeah. right? And that's exactly what you want next to Matt Barzell. So the near future... Maybe not. Maybe he, he works himself into the right. third line and works his way up. And that's not a bad thing, learning from a guy like J.G. Pajot, who no, plays not at all. a phenomenal two-way game. And let's remember, Barry Trotz wants everybody on this squad working on their two-way game. So I have no problem seeing him starting there. And that just and again, if he ends up playing next to Matt Barzell one day, that means that he's developing at the clip that we all hope 
that he does, right? You, you, you maybe, you know, you look back at Dal Cole. We brought him up earlier, right. right? You know, you had dreams of him riding shotgun with John Tavares, <laughs> right. you know, one day back in the past, right. right? Didn't pan out. And now Wallstrom is kind of that next man up here. And I guess to another, to a lesser degree, Bellows, where these are guys who are known for their, their offensive weapons, right? So, I, yeah, I, I certainly could see it happen. And he's just got to work his way up the lineup. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. I think that's the that's the dream, right? That's what is, is definitely on the power play one day. Yeah, that we're gonna see them on the power play. I think you know eventually. I, I would agree. Again, I think that's the dream. You want to see these guys succeed, and, and especially guys with the offensive pedigree that, uh, especially Wallstrom comes with that. That's where you'd want to see him. You want to see him in the top six, specifically. I'm sure if you kind of want to see that the, the excitement and that scoring prowess, you want to see him with Matthew Barzal on a line, and and the obviously you know it's no secret the skill that Matt has. On the ice, the yeah. one thing one thing that we didn't really talk about, and the one thing that Barry Barry Trotz has talked about a lot the last twenty four forty eight hours yes. was that his desire to see Matt not only you know everyone knows he's got a great uh, offensive game, but he wants to see Matt develop it. Matt Barzell, he wants to see. I don't know. I keep calling by his first name like we're buddies. That's okay, maybe you are. <laughs> Where he wants to see Barzell really expand and, and develop his game. In all aspects that he has, you know, in his own end, offensively, make him a complete player. That's one thing he really has talked about the last the last couple of days and, and today as well. Um, you know, he kind of wants to see him um, be able to play both ends of the ice. He wants to be able to see him, you know, the dream, I think the, the phrase he used, his, his goal was to see, you know, Matt Barzal play in a situation where he's out there taking a big face-off, a face-off draw. He's out there on the penalty killer, really developing his all-around game. Um, so it, it is interesting to see that that's that's kind of on the mind. Everyone knows the skill that Barzal has, but they want to see it develop into something a little more as well beyond just that offensive ability. And I think you're seeing it slowly but surely come along as well for him. You've definitely noticed, obviously, the production, the scoring numbers have gone down a little bit um, since his, his uh, I was going to say his freshman year, his rookie year. <laughs> and um, freshman year, nice. Um but you're certainly seeing different aspects of his game get much better yeah. over the last couple of years, especially under Barry Trotz. Yeah, for sure. We got anything else there on the question? Someone, right. someone did ask about uh, if we had any thoughts on what role UBS Arena will play when New York State rolls out sports betting. Which is a very question. interesting question. And uh, it's very topical, obviously. There is a lot of talk in Albany about trying to get sports betting legalized, and it's been you know in New York. Obviously, they've seen what an economic boom it's been, boom it's been for the state of New Jersey, especially yeah. you know talking about Atlantic City and, and some of the other casino towns in in that state. Uh, it certainly helps help them out, especially during the, the current financial situation with with COVID and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as UBS Arena goes, I, I mean, I don't think i have too much of an inkling i don't think that that's something that they're really thinking about at the moment to be as honest. in as in allowing betting in yeah the arena so like when there's events going on so i i think what uh with this person is uh a person uh, our commenter is big walt diesel by the way okay yeah sure um I, I, if you go to New Jersey, in the New Jersey Devils Arena, Prudential mm. Center, there is a, a sport. I think there's a sports book oh, in, really? in the Prudential Center. I did not know I, that. I don't know which Makes one sense. it is. Jersey, yeah. Um, but there is one in New Jersey in the Prudential okay. Center. So I imagine, and maybe he can correct me if he's listening. And, um, I guess not. But uh, <laughs> I was looking to see if he. Uh, we we took too long to address yeah. it. <laughs> but 
It is an interesting question. I, I yeah. don't know the answer to it. I don't think anyone's really addressed it or, or thought about it, at least right now for the Islanders. But certainly yeah. I'm sure teams and, and the state of New York and, and a lot of people in the sports industry are taking notice. And there is, I think, a, an excitement and some push to get sports betting legalized in the state and uh, to benefit from the, the financial the financial income that that it brings to New York State and I guess some of these other teams and these sports books and whatever. Okay, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch now that uh, things are becoming a little more lax on the gambling side of things, I <laughs> well, suppose. When you say it like that. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it's going, right? I mean, it seems like uh, more and more over time, you know, you're, you're seeing more online Damn. gambling. and I mean, look, I'm not big on that stuff, so I'm, I'm sure, not, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have a pulse on that. I'm sure teams but, are taking notice, but I also, yeah. I'm sure there's a, I don't want to say hesitation, but there's obviously always a trepidation from, from the league offices. Uh, I, I think they've obviously become a lot more lax. You look at some of the sponsorships. They have a team in Las Vegas. Now, well, so, I, I was going to go a step further and say, you know, they have sponsorship deals with FanDuel and DraftKings. Right? Yeah, and that's I mean, right. the NHL website. Right. I think so obviously they've like, embraced it. Yeah, so I think money it's just talks, baby. So it'll it'll be interesting. It's a, it's a topical. It's a great question. It's a great yeah, question yeah, because yeah. it's another source of income for these teams for these right. leagues. Right. And obviously, again, talking about it. At a Speaking state level. of uh, additional sources of income, this just popped into my head. How about the sponsorships of the divisions? Oh, you know, I I saw people get so uptight about this. And yeah. I, you know what? I get it. I it's think you got to cut them a break for this year. And yeah. they did say it was only for this year. Yeah, but even if Because they're losing money hand over fist right now. Even if it wasn't for this year, who cares? Like, is it really? like? Did, well, did, I think there has to be a line drawn somewhere. But Whether that's but the division this, names or not. But what slippery slope are we going down here? We, we Well, look, some people are getting a little, you know, well, you know, when is it going to be teams, you know, the team names after after sponsors? I don't think we'll ever see it go that far but i guess you try to maintain some level of that sacredness of the game and of the of the sport and stuff like that so i understand but as people have pointed out on social media nobody is actually going to call these divisions by the sponsors like on this show not, neither one of us are going to be like the m&t division i'm making or whatever 100 percent effort I, I, as soon as i brought uh, it up this is um it. mass mutual so mass the, mutual i even picked the wrong bank the east division <laughs> presented by mass mutual i will now 100 yeah. percent say that and I mean, the scotia the scotia up in canada i, I mean, mean you can do it i'm not gonna it's still gonna be the east of the east division to presented me. by mass mutual bastard uh, <laughs> It's just the East Division. But presented by Mass Mutual. Alright, we're gonna get past this. <laughs> we're gonna get past this. But look, I just I look, I understand people, you know, uh, kind of being like, mm, because again, how far does it go? People are already getting a little, you know, um upset about the, the sponsorship logos on the helmets. I know, well, that was a whole other, that was a whole So I understand you that think you, th- you get worried that this opens the floodgates for other stuff. Like I never want to see a jersey just checkered in, in, in sponsors up and down all over the place. By the way, this is brought to you by Blue Line Deli and Bagel Technology. <laughs> but that was well played. <laughs> thanks. But you know, it can get overboard. It can. So I hope it doesn't lead that way. I'm glad that the league already said, hey, chill guys it's just going to be this year i i again i don't have a hard and fast i mean i apparently i guess i do have a hard and fast opinion which is to make fun of people who have hard and fast opinions about this which i, I mean i don't know again i i think you kind of get my where my point is i, I don't think it's yeah. that big of a deal i think that the fact that people are making it such a big deal is kind of funny um i mean these guys gotta you know the nhl like you said is losing money hand over fist yeah, they gotta man. do it also you're talking about a league that is fourth well beyond the other three big sports in this country. Yeah, so they're hurting the so, most, so I get it. financially, even under good terms, uh, this, the teams, half these teams don't make money. If it wasn't for the rev share, 
half of these teams wouldn't exist. That's a great point. Yeah, so the idea, I can't take credit. That was something that was pointed out on the Steve Dangle podcast, which I had been listening to the other day. Okay. But it's a great point. Okay. That Watch the Maple Leaf podcast, huh? It's a great podcast. They yeah, do a I tremendous job. Um, it's a great point, though, because it's it's factual. It's true. The, yeah. re, the, the top five or ten teams in this league – save the other you know the other the rest of the teams that are in this league you know the, the florida panthers the tampa bay doesn't say tampa bay devil race tampa bay lightning um you know these teams that that struggle to bring in Phoenix, arizona coyotes these teams that struggle to bring in fans or drive attention Islanders? drive revenue <laughs> that's where that's who benefits from this so yeah. you need these these different sources of income you need these kind of non-traditional ideas and i don't think it's the end of the world that you're gonna have a sponsor on a helmet big deal you know is it really going to be the, that cumbersome? The on the helmets I don't care about. Is it really that big of a deal that that you're going to see the the Mass Mutual of Scotiabank or Discover or Toy or Because oh, everybody's going to, like I said, everybody's going to ignore it. Now, maybe you might go out of your way to start calling them by those names, but anybody outside of that, nobody's going to start it's, referring it's to them by the It's for the broadcast. The broadcast exactly. has to do you just, it. You see the logo or the name up there, and that's pretty much I it. I mean, I think the perfect example was the Nassau Coliseum. It was technically, it was that called was out of NYCB Live, uh, the home of the Nassau Coliseum. And poor, and poor Brendan Burke and Butch Goring, right? So when they would actually have to say the name right. out, right? They couldn't just say the Nassau Coliseum. They had to always call it by NYCB Live. Brought to you, home you know, of the but, Nassau Coliseum. Right, right. right. Whatever it, was. it was it was a mouthful. That's that's a lot of papers just called it the Nassau Coliseum. So I mean, was it really yeah. money well spent by NYCB Live? I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. Or it, NYCB. It, it didn't get me over there any more than I would have gone there. But you know, it's all about getting your name out there. It's all about yeah. branding. But uh, that's my point. It's kind of silliness. It's 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 one of those things that people get up in arms with, and then we all move on. And then you know, years from now, we're like, oh, remember how funny it was when people thought it was so crazy they put right. sponsors. I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably had the same thought when they put sponsor advertisements right. on the boards. Like eventually, you'll be Christian Arnold, brought to you by Huggies diapers. 100. percent Right. Like Huggies human beings will eventually check. be sponsored. Huggies wants to write. <laughs> you'll a check get a tattoo. Now. I'll do it. You'll get a tattoo. I, I put this on Twitter. If they want to. If anyone, Scotia, Mass Mutual, Honda, or. Um, Discover, want to sponsor my future child, you let me know. You have naming rights. You have sponsorship. You just cut that check right wow. now. Wow. Wow. Big time sellout here, folks. Oh, 100%, 100%. Well, at least you're upfront about it. I give you credit for that. I don't make you're not hiding. It. I don't hide it. That's, that's good. That's good. So <laughs> a couple of small nuggets, I think, before we wrap this thing up. Either, were there any other questions you wanted to address? Uh, we good I, for I now? think we're good for now. We're good for now. Okay. Mainly because I keep, I have to make this weird face when I look at the uh, the screen. To You're, the you, that's your resting face? Like your normal resting face is weird? So <laughs> yeah, that's really that's not a weird. problem. It just gets also weird. So, when, yeah. But I think we're good on the questions. Right? Okay, fair enough. So one, a couple things we did glaze over that I'd like to at least mention, and I believe you broke the news on Twitter. That was the Islander signing of a, of a new goaltender, Francis Marot. <laughs> Marot? I don't know. Never heard of the guy before he was signed, but apparently the, the Islanders sent him to a deal, and he's probably going to be playing with um, Scarich. Yes. Down at Bridgeport. So why don't you talk about Jacob Scarich. Jacob, yes. Or yes. Jakob, perhaps? Perhaps. Okay. Um no, but I mean I, I someone someone screenshotted this this thing that he that he posted on Twitter. So I mean in Twitter. He put it on his Instagram page. So it really wasn't me breaking the news. Oh, was, so you I didn't was, do the work. I was just <laughs> well, there's a surprise. I was just the person that was eagle eyed enough to uh to notice someone put it on their Instagram page. Right. You were just so really scrolling through your social media like usual. Right. Well, yeah. Right. I'd probably break a lot more news if people put more stuff on TikTok because, I, I mean, I get so lost when I'm on TikTok. It's really? insane. Yeah. I, I, I barely know what that is. I know it exists. I know. I th- to me, it's just like, oh, that's just Vine with another name, right? Like, it's <laughs> Pretty just much. people making videos. But longer. Well, longer. Anyway, but okay. yes. So he is a former uh, uh, Robert Morris um, product 
Uh, and okay. He played at Clarkson University his okay. last year. He spent three years. And there. they did need another goalie. And they, they found him. It's a, it's essentially a depth signing. Um, of course, you know it's a guy they needed for Bridgeport. They you know they need five six goaltenders to just to be ready to go because anything and can especially now with the season. taxi squad. Yeah, exactly. You might have seen Schneider. Well, you would have seen Schneider with Bridgeport if not. For yeah, the taxi most squad. likely, most yeah. likely. But yeah. yes, you're going to have you know Schneider's your guy on the, on the taxi squad, and you yeah. need to be prepared after that. So yeah. you know he brings in. He's a, he seems like a pretty talented goaltender at the collegiate level. Um, you know, was was a starter of Robert Morris all three years and then went to Clarkson on his uh, his graduate transfer. So he's a graduate student um, his last year at Clark or his only year at Clarkson University. So certainly um, a, a guy, it's it's a note to be made because he'll be playing in Bridgeport, but really not. I would not to insult him, but really not much of a, a much more of a note after that, I guess. OK. All right. Well, he's signed. He's part of the organization yes. and we wish him well. We wish him luck. And, of course, folks, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up this last bit of news because it, it this – no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say this might be the end because I've said that many times. But oh, I just, I know you know what I'm talking this. about. I was actually kind of confused. For, former number 66, Joshua Hosang, was waived today by the New York Islanders. So that is the latest chapter in the never-ending saga – what, do you make anything? Of that? <laughs> do you have anything to say about that? I mean, it, I get, at this point, it just seemed inevitable. What you know? I mean, like, what else is there to say? We, we, we were, people were shocked that that Jose yeah. wasn't invited to training camp. Um, I mean, I know I was shocked. I was is surprised. He gonna, if if he doesn't get picked up, which I'm guessing he won't, maybe maybe ends up on a taxi squad somewhere. But let's say he gets through. Is he going to play at Bridgeport? Uh, I I mean, his his contract is a two way deal, so I'd imagine he's he's one of the guys that plays in Bridgeport. Yeah. Or is he and, back in San Antonio? No, nah, I mean, I think he go, I think he goes yeah. to Bridgeport. They need bodies. I mean, if anything right. else, they need players yeah. down there. So yeah. um, perhaps that was Lou Lamorell's thought process when they signed, uh, you know, yeah. hosting to to a contract. Somebody, which was, you know, please again. write this book. I want to know. I want these questions answered. Just why? <laughs> How are we still here? I don't think we'll ever fully get the, the, the complete not. picture, but it, it is it is an unfortunate scenario for everybody. I think uh, you know for for Josh, I was saying I think it's it's an unfortunate situation, another bad turn of events. I think he's a really talented guy. Um, you know, I think that I, I, I think that there's more to the story than we than we know. Um, and hopefully one day, like you said, someone will write the book or we'll get more of uh, more detail. Yeah, a little expose. But you know? I think there's more to the story than we're, we're being told, and I'm not saying that against Josh or for Josh. I'm just saying I think yeah. that there's there's Look, something I to wish, be said. I wish he was riding shotgun on the second line no. right now, dishing passes. You know, I mean, I wish that it went that way. I don't know why it didn't. It doesn't seem like it has yeah. to do with his talent, or maybe it was his deficiency on defense, because you know how he has to be defensively responsible in the right. NHL. Whatever the case may be, I don't think anybody here – this. Our chat room, anybody outside the organization has any idea why the saga went on this long and went on the ups and downs that it ended up going on. Yeah, Mason Yopst also Jobs Yopst also waived today, but not okay. obviously not as not as not ne- nearly <laughs> as historic, no, noteworthy as, as Josh was saying. <laughs> right. We've been talking. I think right. someone noted in the in the chat earlier yeah. that uh, you know it's twenty twenty one. We're still talking about Josh was saying. Uh, yes, I mean yeah, that's pretty, that is pretty to, incredible. Twenty twenty one. Well, we'll just leave it there. And if there's any other Josh Hosang news to come up in the future, we'll we'll cover. It Would here be great if he signed. Have to if he went to the Pittsburgh Penguins after all this. Like the Penguins said, oh, let's pick up Josh Hosang. But then he refuses to report when he finds out he can't wear number sixty six. Yeah, <laughs> and then he gets funny. banished again. That would be incredible. Well, are we good here? 
We, we got anything else? I think we're good. You think we're good? Okay. All right, folks. So I'm going to cue the music here. There it is. I'm going to raise it a little bit because that's a little low. So, folks, want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night New York here on twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. Send a huge thanks out to our pal Brian Compton over at NHL.com. You're still working on that Sammy, huh, pal? <laughs> Love it. All right, folks, I want to remind you that we are sponsored by, proudly sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And as you saw on air, the beautiful, delicious B-Comp Q, which Christian's having a hard time chowing down now, but we're not surprised by that. Also want to thank Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at ThaiTechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. Three free months of service. Call them. And also the Hewlett House of Tires located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett offering a free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention Hockey Night in New York when you stop in or call for an appointment at 516-593-2200. And you can also check them out at HewlettHouseOfTires.com. And once again, folks, a huge thanks to you for joining in, hanging out with us in the chat room. We love the feedback. And you know what? It's only show number two. We're going to get this right. (laughs) We're going to get it right. Maybe I show 50. Yeah, maybe 50, 55. But uh, we hope you guys had a better experience. I know last time some of you guys had a little problem with the feed, but I think we were a little better this time from what I can tell. Yes. Obviously, if you have any feedback, please let us know. Any comments, questions, stuff you want to talk about, definitely participate in the chat. We love it. And remember, you can always tune in live or for the archives at HockeyNightNY.com. All your favorite podcast providers. And remember to follow us on social media at Hockey Night NY. Follow myself on Twitter at Shoney Hockey. Follow Christian at C underscore Arnold zero one. And I think that's it, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Now, how do I turn this off? (laughs) We're going to put this screen on. There we go. I love it. It's great. It's great. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Folks, thanks a lot. The stream is ending now, as you can see. Okay, bye.